This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass the war quickly. Down to six seconds. And welcome back to another episode of the Cool Your Jets podcast. Rehost Ben Blessington and Michael Nania, another head coaching candidate profile. This time, bit of a surprise at this one, Michael. Saints defensive backs coach Aaron Glenn, obviously Jets fans, would be familiar with the name. Michael, when you first read that the Jets were bringing him in for an interview, what were your thoughts? I mean, I think I was a little surprised. Obviously, it's a it's intriguing because it, I guess it shows that Joe Douglas is looking under every single rock to find the next head coach of the New York Jets. Yeah, it was definitely a big surprise and, and certainly the most surprising of the candidates we've heard so far because mostly because, you know, we're mostly looking at defense coordinators, offense coordinators, college head coaches, guys who are at that level where they're either already a head coach or one step away. So position coaches are always a surprise, but you know, he is a big name in jets history. Not that I'm too familiar with him because he played most of his time with the jets before I existed. So <laughs> I'm not familiar with him as, as much as other jets fans might be in that way, but I still know who he is. Obviously he had a great jets career, but it's definitely a surprising one. So uh, I'm interested to see how this plays out and maybe if they consider him for a, def- uh, a defensive right. coordinator job. Right. That was what I was going to say is that they do this a lot with interviews. And I think the Jets did it uh, the last time that they were doing interviews with Todd Munkin and Adam Gase, where they interview them for a head coaching spot. But really in their mind, it might be, well, maybe we could pair this guy as the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator generally. And I think Joe Douglas has given the impression that he's going to let the head coach pick his staff. So that might be a little interesting, but um, clearly his ties to the organization. Uh, if the Jets were to go with the college guy or somebody who didn't really have as many connections, Glenn would be a hell of a defensive coordinator. He's had a lot of success with the Saints. So as we've done with all these candidate profiles, we bring on somebody who knows a hell of a lot more than we do. This time for the Saints, John Hendricks from Saints News. John, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for taking time out of your day. I appreciate you guys having me. As always, appreciate the uh, the time and, and thoughts, all that good stuff. Hope everything's going well. And obviously uh, – <laughs> It's a little bit crazy if you're a Jets fan, right? Yeah, we, we have a lot more time on, on our hand than you do. You're, you're busy covering a playoff game against the Bears for this weekend, and we have been doing a ton of these head coaching candidate profiles. And Glenn is a guy that I don't think we expect. Actually, when Michael and I were planning all these, we, we literally tried to think of every single conceivable candidate. Um, and I, so I was going through every single article we could find, and Glenn did come up, and, and we were like, no, they wouldn't hire him as head coach. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the next week, it's, oh, he's getting an interview. Okay. 
Um, but I certainly don't hate it. I think it just shows, as I said, that, that the Jets are looking at every conceivable candidate, which is good. Um, so I guess just talk about his role in the team. Obviously, he's the defensive backs coach, but is he involved in any play calling or, or designing the scheme or game plan? I mean, what do you know about Aaron Glenn's role with the Saints and, and the success that those defensive backs have had? Yeah, look, I mean, first and foremost, so I would kind of agree. I, you know, I think a, a hot name that, that probably should come up is Dan Campbell from the Saints. You know, he's a, one of the assistant coaches and such. He would be somebody that I thought would have got some some looks and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is right now. But speaking on Glenn, you know, he joined the team in 2016. He kind of helped uh, with this whole rebuild for the Saints because, you know, we had Rob Ryan in there and Ryan was, was good for a little bit and then he just kind of wasn't. And, uh, you know, Dennis Allen kind of gets the reins here and he came on as a senior defensive assistant and Ryan gets the boot and here comes Allen and Glenn's one of those pieces they picked up in 2016. You know, look, he's a, he's a very straightforward, you know, nonsense BS type guy. Right. And, and, you know, you look at some of the secondary guys that they develop under him. Um, you know, he's a very fiery, passionate player or, he was a fiery, passionate player, fiery, passionate coach too. And, and, you know, look, he's garnered interest from a lot of teams already, you know, 2018, he interviewed for the Patriots defensive coordinator spot. Um, he's done good jobs with guys like Ken Crawley, you know, undrafted guy, Devonte Harris, an undrafted guy, Grant Haley, who really wowed uh, a lot of people uh, against the Panthers in the season finale. He was a, a guy that they picked up on the practice squad. So, you know, he, look, he's, he's somebody that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised as you for a head coaching spot. You know, the team had blocked him, uh, blocked the Bengals from interviewing Glenn last year and back in 2019 when there was an opening. And the Giants, you know, were, were interested in him um, in 2020, wanted to give him like a larger role, if you will. And so, again, I think he might have his eyes on a bigger prize. And, and I don't know if it's a head coach position or he's just waiting for the right situation. But, look, he's more than capable. He's very young. He's very smart. He's very direct. And, and look, I think he's somebody that could be a good sleeper candidate with development. But I don't know necessarily about head coaching. But, hey, I've seen crazier things with colleges and all these other things. Yeah, I mean, he, he would certainly be a risk, but a lot of times when they have these under-the-radar guys come out of nowhere, I feel like those hires generally end up working out because it means they really had to impress in the interview. And I have no doubt that Aaron Glenn could one day be a head coach. It's surprising, though, that it's, that it's going to happen this soon. You mentioned a guy in Dan Campbell who actually back in 2018 became one of my top candidates. The, the more I read about him, a Parcells disciple, a guy who is – really grown under Sean Payton the last few years. And the Jets keep talking about this CEO candidate. I'm like a guy like Dan Campbell, 6'6", former tight end, big booming voice and a natural leader. Uh, and you, you hear about um, his, and he was an interim head coach of the Dolphins. I think they went five and seven and a really bad team. Um, so he has some head coaching experience. That was a guy that, that I, I still wouldn't be surprised if, if he got some interview uh, calls maybe from the Jets or another team. But I, I agree with you. I think he's probably the most qualified guy on that staff, not to mention Dennis Allen is a former head coach himself. But Glenn, um, certainly uh, an interesting candidate. Uh, the Saints defensive backs uh, specifically, though, they led the league um, or they tied for the league lead with 84 pass deflections and ranked third in pass defensive D DVOA this season. Uh, I guess just talk about the Saints secondary style of play um, from both a schematic standpoint uh, and a mentality standpoint. And I guess just the, the effect that Aaron Glenn has on them. Yeah, look, I'd say first and foremost, you know, I, I, coming into this season, I, I thought this was a top 10 defense with the top five ceiling. And, you know, that first game against Tampa with, with uh, Tom Brady and everything, you know, I kind of 
that's kind of what we were expecting a little bit there, right? And so uh, they regressed. They didn't look good against the Raiders this following week, and they they really got lit up by Aaron Rodgers, even though it was a seven-point game in that one. And, you know, there was a lot of problems in the secondary with communication. And obviously, you know, one of the big things was uh, Von Bell left free agency to go to Cincinnati, and the team had brought actually Malcolm Jenkins back, and, and Jenkins is a veteran guy. He knows a lot. Obviously, he's won a couple of Super Bowls and such. So, you know, super important. But you know, the biggest thing I, I think I've seen is you know Marcus Williams is a guy who everybody knows his name and thinks, oh, Minneapolis miracle. But this is a player who who knows his weaknesses, and I think this is where Glenn comes in. He he knows with his players that there's no secret about where they need to get better. Right. Marcus Williams is a guy who said it going into the off season, going into the season, I got to get better on my tackling. And I think he's only missed like two tackles this, this season. And and I think that's a, a credit to his work ethic and be a credit to, to what Glenn brings to the table. Um, you know, I think they also bring in the right players, you know, Marshawn Lattimore was good. I mean, this is a team that made Eli Apple look pretty good for all intents and purposes after trading for him from the Giants and uh, Janoris Jenkins comes in and, and look, you know, they're very complimentary about what they do is uh, he's not afraid to get in people's face and tell it like it is. And you watch during training camp, you know, obviously it wasn't able to see much here, but you know, him and Curtis Johnson, the wide receivers coach, I mean, they, they get pretty animated with each other because they always preach, you know, being as aggressive as possible. And Glenn obviously was a, a good defensive back in the league, um, you know, and, and for him, it was just more along the lines of, putting people into place, um, you know, they've got good talent too. So C.J. Gardner-Johnson uh, it really, you know, as a rookie was great. And in his second year, Sage roll a lot of nickel coverage where they'll, you know, leave DeMario Davis and, and it was Quan Alexander, but now Alex Andaloni. But, you know, they they put guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson in a slot. And, you know, for the life of me, it's crazy to see how this guy's draft stock fell just because maybe he just gets in trouble or has a little bit extra to him, right? And so – Glenn's done it with, you know, your starters, it, but it's also this, the depth too. It's, it's guys like uh, Patrick Robinson coming in here looking good again, you know, um, DJ Swearinger, a veteran player in this league, but he's done it with a lot of different players, different types of sit situations. And ultimately, you know, Dennis Allen runs the defense, but it doesn't work if, if, if you don't have Aaron Glenn working his magic. And I think one of the best things is their ability to make adjustments in the game is, is really where they shine. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Gardner Johnson, one of the best examples of very good young defensive backs that they've developed there in recent years. So in addition to him, who do you think are some of the best examples of young players in that secondary who have developed uh, under Glenn's leader leadership in the past few years? Yeah, I think you got to look at Marshawn Lattimore, first of all. I mean, I know he's a first-round guy, but, you know, look, we've seen first-round defensive backs that just, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they look like crap, right? And they just yeah. they can't figure it out. They struggle. They don't grade out well. Lattimore is a guy who's just really, I mean, he's, he's had some injuries in his career, and he's had some different things. But, you know, obviously he's a good one. Uh, King Crawley was a guy that, that was undrafted in 2017, and he was put in a situation where he, he ended up being a starter opposite uh, you know, uh, a Lattimore and stuff. And he really kind of embraced his role and he looked fantastic. And, you know, I think one of the best things I could tell you uh, about somebody, because Crawley had bounced around a couple of teams and he ended up back with New Orleans, but specifically one of the problems he had an issue with was his ball location. And, you know, when you looked at that Panthers game, he played one single snap and 
he he was able to do everything and it's like it's one of those plays where he turns his head he's in position he makes the pick and we're thinking to ourselves man if this guy would have just done this one he was here you know he probably would have still had a starting job and they wouldn't have had to trade for Eli Apple and all these other things and again I, I think Apple had a pretty good resurgence here um you know under under Glenn you know they've had other guys that you know primarily play special teams like Justin Hardy and Arthur Millette is a guy who spent some time here with the Saints too obviously uh, Jets fans know him but you know we he was one that I wish they wouldn't have let got away I, I really like him a lot and I just think he had so much to offer other teams and and you know and for this team but you know it's just when it's a crowded room like that you got to move on and, and you can't keep everybody right but you know I, I think that's just a few examples and in a secondary Marcus Williams is probably the best example I mean this guy is just really lit the world on fire Von Bell looked really good and we knew he was going to get paid and obviously uh, he's done some good things for Cincinnati and, and I think from a fan perspective or at least anyone who's looking at head coaching candidates who doesn't know too much about them yet one of the first things you'll do is you know, search the internet and see what players have said about them, fellow coaches, look for the best quotes and stories you can on them. So in terms of Glenn, what are some of the best things that players who have played under him in that secondary have said about his coaching style, the effect he's had on them? What are some of the best quotes and things that we've heard from players about Glenn and his coaching? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, a lot of them just talked about the accountability is the biggest thing. And it's about, you know, what he brings to the table as far as the discipline. And I think for Glenn, you know, it's just, it's a lot of complimentary things. And it's, it's one of the things where you hear common themes of saying, you know, he just makes me better. He continually challenges me to do what I need to do and get better. He, he holds him accountable. And again, again, it sounds so easy, right? Because that's, that's what you want in a, a nutshell, but you know, you get personas in there, you get guys that get heated, you get things that happen through the course of the game. And, you know, for, for Glenn specifically, I mean, you know, this is somebody that, that gets praised a lot by Sean Payton for what he does. Um, you know, obviously he played for the Saints for just a brief moment um, back when Payton was coach and stuff. So there's some familiarity there. But, you know, look, I think he has a, a, a lot of, of things and qualities that has really just allowed him to be in this position and as far as his ability to, to go in there, you know, again, you mentioned it under the, he's played for guys like Bill Parcells, so he understands it. Um, but it's his, his film study, his intelligence, it's those different things that have really set him apart. And he can basically, you know, guys that are in the secondary can just gravitate to him for information. I mean, those are just some of the things uh, that, that he brings to the table here. Yeah, and it's a it's an enormous leap to go from defensive backs coach to head coach. It's been done before. When, when the Jets hired Herm, he wasn't a coordinator, and there's been plenty of other guys who've been hired throughout the league. I believe Andy Reid wasn't a coordinator when he was hired. Um, but what are, I guess, some of the positive traits that, that Christopher Johnson and Joe Douglas, the owner and the GM, could see in their interview with Aaron Glenn or by just the background work that, that you obviously know of um, that make you believe that, that he could be um, – that he could make that leap to the head coaching spot? Well, look, I think, um, you know, he understands the game, right? He understands the patterns. He understands what to look for. He understands a lot of, of what, you know, is necessary to win in this league, right? And, you know, you, you talk to him, you have these different conversations. He'll talk about, you know, 
when you're playing man to man that, you know, wh what the quarterback is looking at and how he can fool you in and just teaching your body movement, making sure, Hey, you, you don't lock into this man, particularly you can look at the quarterback and, you know, look at double moves, look at these different things. Right. And again, um, you're going to see a lot of different things on tape, obviously with the secondary, it's not a perfect thing, but specifically, you know, if I'm a head, if I'm a GM looking for a coach, you know, it's his influence that he brings. And I think one of the things that Sean Payton's done a fantastic job is, you know, he always, he said it just the other week that he, his players keep him young. And obviously he has a lot of fun in that locker room. Um, and, you know, it's, it's good when you're winning. It's good when you have these players that pretty much in, in all fairness would take a bullet for you. And Glenn's a, a huge part of that. And, you know, he's just a, a, got that. It's like a standard of excellence, if you will, that I believe, he would hold people accountable to he understands you know what type of mentorship what good looks like from guys like bill parcells and sean payton and again you know you radiate that and you give him some control you give him some ideas you give him some things i mean when we we saw that the patriots were interested in we thought you know he was gone for sure as the defensive coordinator but you know he kind of hung around and maybe there's a chance for him here, if Dennis Allen gets another head, uh, head coaching look or something along that lines, I mean, it's it's really something because, you know, Mike Nolan was a guy that really, I think, revitalized his career last year or in the past several years with the Saints. And obviously he got to be a D.C. for Dallas. And maybe that's not the best example, but, you know, I think New Orleans is, has been an attractive position and you see a lot of what they've done, you know, after a, going three, seven to nine seasons and really rebuilding this thing. And so I think with the right GM supporting the coach, which I think is the most important thing, um, you know, as long as you have a great relationship there and, and get some say so in it, I, I think he would be an ideal person. And he's very well-spoken, understands what it takes. And I think you could, could do it. I just don't know if it's that time now. Right. And like you said, that, leads right into our next question do you think he's ready to make that leap there's a lot positive to say about him which you've talked quite a bit about already but do you think he's ready to make that leap straight to head coach right now uh you know again i i would say more dc but again you know it's it's again one of those things where we see it across the league that hey you know we think that that's the natural progression is go from dc to maybe assistant coach to head coach but um, you know, I'll never understand what most teams are looking for in terms of, of how they want to go and approach it. And maybe especially the Jets card. We haven't gotten to understand them after watching them for about 20 years. We have no idea what they're doing all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's funny. You mentioned I've, I've watched football for a long time, a time. And I remember the days when they brought in Rich Kotite. And I remember how, oh. how much of a, a dumpster fire that was and stuff. And it's just, you know. But anyways, I well, well, Glenn, well, Glenn played for Cotite, so maybe he can bring some yeah. of his genius and as, as he, if he gets the head coaching job. That is the last person they probably want genius <laughs> from if you were doing the Jets. But, you know, again, it's uh, I think it's a, a thought and notion that, you know, Glenn would be able to. I, I don't know if he's ready yet. I, I don't feel like it. But then again, I, some of these coaches that have been promoted, I, they, they clearly weren't ready. Right. So I think with the right support system and the right things he can be in that guy and he could do it, but that's a lot of responsibility to make that leap right now. Yeah, I tend to agree, but look, I think the story with Andy Reid was because I believe he was the Packers quarterbacks coach. And then the Eagles were trying to find somebody who's super detail oriented or whatever. And he showed up to the interview with just a complete binder 
a, uh, like a four inch binder or whatever, mm-hmm. how he would run the team or whatever. The, the Eagles were obviously impressed and they hired him. If Glenn has an interview like that, if he knocks out of, out of the park, I, I don't think it would be too big of a surprise. And I think the fans get behind a guy who clearly had success here as a player, but I agree. I think he's, he's a very promising defensive coordinator candidate. And I think he will be a head coach, you know, within the next decade, but I think it's maybe even sooner, probably sooner. Um, but I think it's, it's probably too soon um, to, to have him as a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, I mean, how do you think he would be? What would be intriguing? What do you think his philosophy would be? Um, just kind of talk about Aaron Glenn as a potential defensive coordinator, because if the jets were to hire a guy, just throwing this out there, like a guy like Matt Campbell, who, Probably has a guy in mind for, for defensive coordinator, but let's just say for all intents and purposes, he doesn't, or maybe he likes Aaron Glenn or whatever the case may be. Maybe the jets are back to meddling like they did with Matt rule, but let's say they could pair a guy like that with Aaron Glenn. What are the jets getting as what are the jets getting in Aaron Glenn as, as defensive coordinator? Well, I would say this. I don't know. You you'll see signs of improvement in the start right I don't know if it's going to be a perfect product and he's going to come in here and just set the world on fire but you'll notice a lot of uh, extra things attention to detail a lot of accountability and and I think uh that's ultimately what you're looking for is is that you know you got guys that want to do their job and need to do their job and, and don't be afraid to get in people's face I mean you know I remember great example is, is Dennis Allen when we had Brandon Browner here for that terrible season and you know Browner missed an assignment and he's clearly, you know, upset and Dennis Allen got in his face. And that was just probably one of the best moments as you could see is, is I think that's where you can't be as a coach to be afraid to hold your, your team accountable. Cause I mean, we saw JJ Watt say it the other day that people are professionals, you're getting paid money. There's a lot of things that, that go into this. And, you know, as a defensive coordinator, I think that's the biggest thing is you want to be accountable. You don't want to be like, well, it's just this person's fault or, you know, it's not necessarily their fault or anything like that. Like you, you got so many limited chances to prove yourself on the field. And, and when you don't get out there and you don't deliver and you don't uh, do your job, then, you know, people need to hear about that. And Glenn's a guy that's going to probably hurt people's feelings. And that's okay because I think that's what Jets probably need and what anybody as a defense coordinator you need. And, um, you know, there's just so many passes that you can get as some coaches do, but, Glenn's a guy that you don't have to give him a couple passes. He's going to get it fixed and he's going to get it right. And I think that that's probably his best attribute going into any type of situation. Yeah. We joked about him playing under Cotite and maybe taking some of those traits, but in all seriousness, he did play under Bill Parcells. And I imagine he probably learned something from Bill. You mentioned a few buzzwords there. Do you think that would be his philosophy as a head coach that, you know, he's obviously going to have discipline. He's going to have accountability. He's going to get in your face. Um, just kind of what do you think he would be like running a team? Do you, would you describe him as a player's coach, even if he is getting in, in guys' faces and, and and holding him accountable? Yeah, I think so, just because of the simple fact that I think when you see what he brings and the wealth of knowledge, he's a he's a coach you wanna play for, you wanna do things for, you don't wanna you don't wanna I mean, you've seen it what coaches do it you just basically just don't give a crap right and he's a guy that's going to inspire people and he's going to be able to get you the the most from his players whether that's defensively or as a team and I think there's just a lot of buy-in for somebody like that but you know ultimately um, I don't think any motivation things will be a problem because Sean Payton's one of the master motivators and again I think that's what's so appealing about a lot of these these 
openings and looking at these Saints guys is I think a lot of them know what it takes and he's only 48 so I mean there's there's a lot of room for him to grow um, but specifically I think that you know he's just a guy that is going to be able to make an impact day one and really follow a lot of the things that you know his mentors had laid before him but inject his own unique personality and things that go into it when as a coach and and say he does get a defensive coordinator job or if he is a head coach um it running the defense that the saints do run if he carries some of those philosophies over what type of players will he need to run his defense with his new team both in terms of just the mentality standpoint players who fit that culture uh, and in terms of what they do schematically especially in the secondary what type of players would fit in aaron glenn defense do you think I think he likes to play a lot of man coverage. He likes to do a lot of press coverage too. So, I mean, you definitely need good corners for that, obviously, and safety help over the top, somebody who's, who knows how to, to recognize and diagnose. And, you know, again, you obviously want high football IQ players. I mean, that's, that's a given right for anything. Um, But, you know, for him specifically in the secondary to make it work, that's some of the things the Saints have right now. And then obviously a good pass rush, you know, I mean, you can sit here and say, well, a good pass rush makes the secondary looks good or, you know, good secondary in the pass rush. You can go back and forth on those types of things. But, you know, ultimately, um, I think one of the biggest changes and things that the Saints have had that have really helped their defense is a stout linebacker. And that's that's Demario Davis. So if you can get a good guy in the middle and then get some good talent on the secondary building through the draft, whether that's free agency and then have some some good guys make the leap on uh pass rushing i think those are the ideal places to start if only the jets had a guy like tomorrow davis <laughs> yeah you don't know what's up, what's up with that right <laughs> he is we had him twice pickup ever i'm telling you i don't i joke about this but you know between the jets they've given us two amazing linebackers with jonathan vilma and oh, yeah. Davis now i mean it's just something well, when Davis was drafted, Rex Ryan compared him to, to Rex Ryan. And, like, we're talking, like, rookie minicamp. And he talked about him as a leader, and everybody kind of laughed at Rex. But I have to say, like, Rex was, Rex was right. I mean, I'm not going to say he's, he's Ray Lewis level of player, but certainly as a leader. Um, but DeMar is a guy that, like, was a really late bloomer. Like, he wasn't that great. Uh, then he ends up in the Browns, and he came back. And I think it was the 2016 season. He was actually a lot better. But then we were like, we'll go with the younger guy, Avery Williamson, not a fluke. And of course, Nora Davis is now like the best linebacker in all sports. So, <laughs> yeah, very underrated, but he won't get any Pro Bowl nods. But, you know, I, he grades out great in PFF. And I think he should be up for an all pro award. But, you know, it's, it's, it's almost criminal that the guy just doesn't get a lot of recognition like he should. Yeah, it's definitely he is a great example, I think, of development because he did have a great season with the Jets in 2017, but he was up there in age and he was so it was sort of an outlier season, but he went over to New Orleans and he's maintained it, obviously. And, you know, to be able to have that development, you need a great staff. So if Aaron Glenn does become a head coach, what do you think his staff could look like? And just in general, because obviously the head coach leap is something we're not expecting, but who are some assistants on that same staff that we should be looking out for to potentially get new jobs, whether it be with the jets or elsewhere. Uh, so just who are some of the other assistants on that same staff we should look out for. And if Glenn does make that head coach leap, who do you think are some of the coaches over there that could follow him on his staff? Yeah, look, I, I mean, obviously Dan Campbell is one of the first ones to look at Pete Carmichael is obviously another one to think, um, you know, he's been the offensive coordinator for the saints, kind of like the brains, the operation for a long time. And, Look, I think he's done a fantastic job, and I don't know if he's ready or he wants to move on, but that's is somebody that, you know, to look at. Um, you know, they have some good ones, right? And I think from defensive side of the ball, 
Um, Michael Hodges took over for, you know, Mike Nolan uh, as the linebackers coach. He's done a fantastic job. Ryan Nielsen is their defensive line coach. I mean, this guy's done some great things for the Saints. I mean, they haven't had a, a, a pass rush performance less than 42 sacks in the past four years. So, again, you know, I, I think those are some names to potentially watch. Um, you know, there's a lot of, of other guys. Uh, Dennis Allen's obviously one of the top guys. But it's not just that, but even their their front office personnel, um, you know, guys like Terry Fontenot, Jeff Ireland, those two are getting some looks, and I think they should be GMs. And, you know, that could be an interesting thing if, if you know, the Jets get on that train and they bring in somebody like Glenn and have a GM like Fontenot or, or Ireland that would support them accordingly. But, you know, there's a lot of, of guys on this roster and on this coaching staff that, that can help a lot of other teams, and I, I hopefully they, they flourish. That's the point. Right. And, and bringing it full circle back to Aaron Glenn, if you're Aaron Glenn's agent and you're on the phone with Joe Douglas, you're negotiating a contract, or maybe you're just talking to Jets fans. I mean, what would be your pitch for Aaron Glenn as a head coach? I think we all kind of agree it would be too early, but that doesn't mean it couldn't work. I mean, that doesn't mean if he, as we said, if he hits that, that interview out of the park, I mean, I think the Jets are going to make that higher um, or at least strongly consider it. What would be your pitch for Aaron Glenn as a head coach? You know, I think for him, it's, it's you know, the world's your oyster, right? I think there's some good pieces there. I think Marcus May is somebody that you can potentially, you know, bring in and, and you have him to work alongside you. I mean, there's there's promise there. There's guys that can, can do things defensively on, on that team. There's some things they just need the right leader, right? It's I, just what I feel like. And whether Sam Donald's the guy or not, I mean, that's a, a story for another or, you know, question for another thing. But, look, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be available, right? You know, there's the Wentz talk. There's Matt Ryan, potentially. There's Cam Newton. There's Matt Stafford. So there are ways for, you know, the Jets organization, as long as they can be in a position to be players in free agency, um, to be able to draft well. I, I think that's the way you sell it is, look, we're going to commit to doing X, Y, Z. And you're our guy to help us get where we need to go. Well, John, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Let our listeners know where they can follow you. I think we're, we're heading into the playoffs. A lot of Jets fans, at least the last decade or so, have had to choose a, a playoff team to root for. Maybe it'll be the Saints. So where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so if you go on uh, Saints News um, on Facebook and Twitter, and obviously si.com slash NFL slash Saints, we're the team site for New Orleans and uh, on Twitter. I'm John J. Hendricks. Hendricks, just like Jimmy, for those who can catch the reference, it doesn't always work these days. I don't know what's going on with America, but, you know, that's a different question, too, in itself. But <laughs> but at any rate, so there's, uh, you know, just follow us on there. And, and again, I love to interact with fans, uh, you know, Jets. I, I've got a pretty interesting history, like just, you know, good appreciation for guys like Neil O'Donnell or, you know, the other places. I or Aaron Glenn. Take myself. <laughs> Aaron Glenn, yeah, he's one of them, obviously. But even guys like Blair Thomas or, right. you know, all those guys just going down the loose, I, you know, they're an interesting team. So hopefully they can turn it around because somebody else needs to challenge and, and put the Patriots at the bottom of the division in, this day. Well, I mean, I, I think the Bills have done that at least for now, but we'll see if, if who can be the long-term uh, successor. And the Saints are actually a good model for the Jets in the sense that, you know, lovable losers that turn into competent winning franchise. One can only hope that the Jets can one day be um, as competent as the Saints have been the last uh, decade or so. 
John, thanks again for coming on the show. Aaron Glenn, ladies and gentlemen, tweet us at CYJPod your thoughts on Aaron Glenn as a potential head coach or as a potential defensive coordinator. You can follow myself at Ben W. Blessington, Michael at Michael underscore Nania. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Find us at JetsXFactor.com. Aaron Glenn. Right, fires a bomb down the right sideline again for Mims. What a catch by Denzel Mims.